Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing Job chapter 39, looking at verses 5 through 8 from the New Living Translation. God is continuing his challenge to Job. Job wanted to hear from God, and now he is hearing from God. As he asked him probing questions, he went from speaking about uh, nature, and now he's speaking about the animal kingdom. But let's listen to God's word. It reads, Who gives the wild donkey its freedom? Who untied its ropes? I have placed it in the wilderness. Its home is the wasteland. It hates the noise of the city and has no driver to shout at it. The mountains are its pasture land where it searches for every blade of grass. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again is Job chapter 39, verses 5 through 8 in the New Living Translation. In this section, God is asking Job, do you uh, know about or can you master the wild donkey? And of course, in the Bible, they're frequently called an ass. And that's the word that uh, Matthew Henry uses. But the wild donkey is uh, uh, frequently mentioned in Scripture. And they're said to be untamable. Man is said to be born as the wild ass's cult. That person is hard to be governed. And of course, these again, words from Matthew Henry. In contrast to the domesticated donkey, the wild donkey freely wanders in the, in the desert. Nebuchadnezzar lived with wild donkeys when God afflicted him and drove him from his kingdom. And that's in Daniel chapter 1. I'm I'm sorry, chapter 5, verse 21. God um, is the one that set the wild donkey free. He has given him a disposition and therefore he he controls his dispensation. So he gave the donkey his disposition. The wild donkey wants to be free. He doesn't want to have a master. He doesn't want to be, you know, tamed. He doesn't want to be caught. I guess like if you think of a wild uh, horse in the wild that you would see on the Westerns where they have to break them so that they can, you know, learn how to live with humans. I'm sure that's how that wild donkey is. It wants to be free. The tame donkey is bound to, uh, to work. He has to work. The wild donkey has no, uh, no master. The one telling it what to do and, and, you know, come eat now or go to your crib so you can, um, you know, get some rest for tomorrow. The tame donkey 
the one that labors is a service to man. He has a master and that master takes uh, care of him. That master gives him food and shelter and he lives in a fruitful place where, you know, what he needs is his needs are met. But the wild donkey has, you know, he's free. He's free to do what he wants to do. And he must live in a barren land. Having no owner, he has no one to feed him. Nor does he have provisions for him. But God takes care of that wild donkey. One of the most admired animals in the Old Testament world was the wild donkey. It was a compliment and a promise uh, of an enviable freedom when the angel declared that Ishmael, in Genesis chapter 16, verse 12, would become a wild donkey of a man. And the creature was admired for both its freedom and its ability to survive under the harshest conditions. And again, it's surviving because God is providing for it. For it. And then I did a little research from a website well, actually, it's from the Jewish, the Jerusalem Post. And the name of the article is Donkeys in the Old and New Testament. And it came out in October of 2016, if you want to look it up. But it says, the donkey carries on its back messiahs, kings, prophets, and bread. And two examples, uh, it brought King David, King Solomon, and Jesus, and all the prophets they never rode horses. They are always described as riding donkeys. Donkeys symbolize peace. And a horse, if, uh, you know, when kings and even if Jesus had written it on a horse, it would symbolize war. All the bread that was brought in the second instance is the second example that it gave. All the bread that was brought to King David comes on the back of of donkeys and let's see the number in numbers there's an account of the prophet Balaam being spared death because his donkey spoke to him Balaam couldn't see the angel with the sword that was guiding a path and he was you know fussing at his donkey and the donkey God finally made the donkey speak to him and says you know I've, I've, you've written on, you've written me all your life, so you should trust me, and that's how we should trust God. Let's pray. Father, again, as we go through your word, help us to understand your word. Let it cleanse our hearts and renew our minds. God, we know that your word is a two-edged sword that divides soul from spirit and discerns the intent of the heart. Job's intent was just for you to listen to him and to vindicate him. And God, you're showing that you do hear and you will answer. And not only can you speak from the whirlwind, you can also speak from, uh, from the mouth of a donkey. And we thank you that we don't have to be, uh, you don't have to talk to us that way. We can hear your words from in our heart. We can open your word and study it for ourselves. We can listen to your word from the uh, from the pulpit and from you know the people you've put as teachers and leaders. And God, we thank you for your word as it illuminates our path. 
so that we should walk in your truth. God, again, we're praying for those who are affected by the tornadoes in uh, the, well, you know where they were. I know Kentucky was affected, but I don't know where else. So we're praying for those people. And God, thank you for bipartisan support. We know that in the climate that we're in, that's like a, an unheard of animal. But thank you for bipartisan support for people who need help. They don't need to. They don't need politics. They need help. And God, as we are facing this new strain of this of the coronavirus, thank you for protecting us. And God, those who need you for uh, other special needs, you know what they are. We're praying that you um, hear and answer. And we're praying and thanking you in advance. Amen. I want to take a moment to wish my sister a very happy birthday. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.